you get to a point in life when you're in a valley and you know, you know without a doubt that this is temporary and you know that God is faithful. And so even walking through hard things doesn't change the, the weight of what you feel. I don't, Pam, are you tracking with me on mm -hmm. this? It doesn't change the weight of, of that heaviness of the hard thing that you're dealing with, but you have this supernatural assurance mm -hmm. that He is near and that He sees you and that it doesn't stay this way. You're listening to the Single Mom Cast by Arise Single Moms. I'm Mel Hyatt, and we have today with us Pam Keneally. Hi, Pam. Hello, everybody. And our friend Kim Heineke. Hi. Kim, we're so glad you're here. Thank you. Yes, we Thank are. You. It's kind of like coming home. I know. Okay. Why is that? Do you know a little bit about Arise? Just a thing or 12. I was on staff with Arise for about 11 years, maybe maybe a little bit longer in various uh, capacities, writer and a speaker for Arise. And so sitting across the table from Pam and Mel, this is, this is a treat for me because get, to get to speak into the life of single moms and I'm a mom of four boys. They range in age from 25 down to 11. Bless your heart. 11. <laughs> I remember so I, when he was born. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm almost an empty nester. I have like eight <laughs> years left. It's going to be great. She's counting down. Yes. So anyway, thank you for having me. It's This is fun to be here. Absolutely. We're the ones that are really blessed, aren't yes, we, Yes, we're super excited. We just wanted to hang out with you, so we came up with a podcast to get you in here slap, so that we could spend time with you. on me and said, let's talk. <laughs> you know, Kim, actually, I asked you what has been on your mind or on your heart, and you responded with this topic a theory of a thousand <laughs> days. Uh, tell us about that and the topic and why it's been on your heart. Okay. It's kind of a joke with my girlfriends and I, but actually I believe it. Okay. I do have this theory of a thousand days. As we go through life, we all have these seasons. Some seasons are really good. Some seasons are really hard. Some seasons are really, really hard. And some are just kind of even keel. And so my girlfriends and I, we kind of joke, I say to them, you guys, I really feel like there's this theory of a thousand days. It seems like in the hardest seasons of life that I've had, I can look back and say, well, that lasted about three years, give or take. Okay. And, and when, my, in, when things have been good, I've thought, well, that kind of lasted about three years, give or take. For me personally, this is the way it's been. Teenagers that age between 15 and 18, somewhere around a thousand days and so among my friends when one of us has a kid who is kind of entering those teenage years we will jokingly say to each other I think I'm starting my thousand days with fill in the blank you know okay. with whatever kid mm -hmm. it's the kind of thing that you don't really know exactly when it starts you don't really know exactly when it's ended but you can look back and say that was probably about a thousand days mm -hmm. now some of us I'm just going to say straight up some of us get blessed, <laughs> trained with like significantly more than a thousand 
I mean, I've had some kids that gave me. It, it took you. Yeah. It took you longer to get it, so the Lord gave you more days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're going to need two thousand, three thousand yes. days on this kid. But I'm just saying, like even in even in the life of Jesus, his ministry about three years. Mm-hmm. So it just has. So held, that's a thousand days. It's that's about where a thousand, you get the thousand days. days. It just has held true mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So with that perspective, I've really taken that over the last several years. And when I'm in a season that's hard, I can usually say to myself. Kim, nothing stays the same. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what I sent you as a topic is like, let's talk about how nothing stays the same. This theory of a thousand days really does hold true for me. Somebody's going to write a book about it I someday. It. Maybe you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Pam and I, and Maybe, we're like, we yes. came up with this great idea. Yes, mm-hmm. let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Pam, you're even further out than Kim in this journey of... She still has kids at home, and, and your kids are all grown. And what would you say about that theory of a thousand days of that things are changing and, and holding on through that hard season? Right. Well, what I heard Kim say basically, because I've had my thousand days raising the kids where I was like, oh, when will this season be over? Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, but I, I'm sitting here thinking where I am now with the grandkids, the thousand days is a positive thing. I, yes. Sometimes you don't want your season to be over. Sometimes yes. the thousand days is wonderful and you don't want it to be over. But like Kim's going to talk about in mail today, that life rotates in seasons. And so if you, moms, if you're in a thousand day that it's great, thank God, and enjoy it. Uh, and if you're not in a good season, uh, it will change, mm-hmm. I promise. So I think kind of that, that's kind of how I related what you said. Yes, yes. Just, there's just, nothing stays the same. No, it I doesn't. I mean, thing, things change. It yeah. does. You're right. Look in the mirror. Nothing stays the same. It just yes. doesn't, does it? You know, so anyway, moving right on to the next oh, topic. There's a downer. I know. <laughs> Way to go, Pam. I'm talking about Pam. <laughs> Nothing's changed over here. here. I know. Well, <laughs> Nothing we, that $75 in a box of color can fix. That's right. I know. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Oh, man. Oh, goodness. A thousand days. Yeah, love it. Okay, so I'm thinking that it seems as though life is about, uh, we'll say, mountains and valleys, yes. trials and celebrations. And I want to break this cycle down, and I want to talk about each season. Um, and let's just start with the mountaintop, which would be the good season. Mm-hmm. Like Kim's, or Pam said, you might have a 1,000 days that's really good, and you're wishing it was 3,000. But what what is something that you have learned during the good times, during the mountaintop times? I'm in one of those right now. Okay. Yay. 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 I'm glad to hear that. I know. It's because <laughs> Pam's heard a lot of that. <laughs> Pam's heard all the ugly for me behind the scenes. Oh, no. It hadn't been ugly, but hard. Sometimes. Hard. Yes, mm-hmm. hard. Okay, so... One of my sons is 25, got married, or almost 25, got married last year. Another son is getting married next month. I have a 14-year-old who is easy. He's just easy to parent. He's a, he's a good kid. And I have an 11-year-old who is sugar. Enjoy them. Also knowing this is the season where I have, I have equity with my kids to pour into them in a different way spiritually because we do have a real easy relationship. It's easy with the young kids. It's easy with the big kids. And I can speak life to them in a way that I can't do when it's bumpy. Mm. And so you take advantage of those times and you make those deposits with them because in the next season of life where it's not as easy or they're going through something hard or we're dancing in knuckle junction every other day, you know, with a teenager, you, you can't you can't say the same things to them. So I would just say, like, it, when on the mountaintops, I am just I mean, I'm just so grateful to the Lord and I'm I'm so aware of his, um, I don't know if this is 
I'm aware of his mercy to me to give me a little reprieve in parenting. Did mm-hmm. you say dancing in at Knuckle, Knuckle Junction? Junction? <laughs> Let's go there. No, you, you know don't, don't want to go. Oh, don't want to go there. It's okay. fisticuffs, oh. which is an underused phrase that I feel like we should bring back. What I think what you're so you're saying fighting for the people who okay, don't know this language. Okay, if you want to be basic, yes. <laughs> fisticuff <laughs> and dancing at Knuckle Junction. She's the one that has a mug in our on our resource table that says "Fight Like a Mom." I mean, let's go. <laughs> you're just so southern. I love it. We're just dancing at Knuckle Junction. <laughs> I just had to, to bring it. that up in case people were you. like, what? no, please don't. We like, 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 what this. did she say? <laughs> I, I, uh, sorry. Back, back to the topic. I love this. Um, I think something that I'm learning is that when I'm in a low season, everyone knows, but when I'm in a great place, that it might not be something that I acknowledge and I'm learning to speak Mm -hmm. that to my boys. Mm -hmm. Um, My youngest just spent some time with a toddler recently and he came home and asked me all these questions about him when he was a toddler. (laughs) And he was like, did I do this? And he goes, did you like hate me? Like you didn't want to be around me and I didn't really know how to say. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know if it was a trick. And he said, do you feel better about me now? Oh, Oh, my goodness. I know. And he said, I mean, am I easier to parent now? And it was just this really like fun conversation. But I, I said to him, have I not acknowledged that? And he's like, well, and so I just learned this lesson to say, you know, not only do I love you, but I like you right now (laughs) Or to say, I'm having fun parenting you right now. And I think that that might be something that I've learned from that. I love that. I I have a son who is, um, who really challenged me in his teenage years. And he would tell you that, but I do keep in mind now when we're at family things and we're talking about it, you know, I don't want all the stories to be about how naughty he was or how how right. hard he was, because I don't feel like that builds him up. So when we do tell those stories, I do make an effort to say, but wow, God really grew me in those times. And you have turned out to be this, this, and this. I yeah. try to, even when we're telling stories about valley times, I try to, because it's a mountain now, Yeah, I, I try to point back to even the faithfulness of God and even the, the blessing that came from those hard things, even mm-hmm. then. Moms, I want you to hear what she just said because you may be listening going, well, that's good that you can communicate with your kids and that you can, your your teenager wants to talk to you about, do, I, do you still like me as a kid? And, and you may be thinking, I don't have that open line of communication with my child. I want to encourage you what Kim just said, that you love them through it and you just wait. What did you mm-hmm. just say about it was very encouraging to think that that nothing stays the same. Don't be discouraged by the fact that maybe you don't have that open communication now because God is still doing a work. So, right. so be encouraged. Just be encouraged. Well, I, you know what? When you're in those valley times with your, and I know we're speaking specifically about children. This could be applied to any relationship. But when you're in those valley times with your kids, teenagers specifically, because that's where I learned the most. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned the most. Um, where was I going with that? Well, I got a little sidetracked well, myself. What did you learn in the teenage You said we're years? talking about kids, <laughs> but I think you were going to talk about even, it just doesn't have to do with kids. It also has to do with you. Yes, that's not where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> so, see right there, my kids have like made me crazy. Um, well, so okay. sorry. No, so when you, when you were the, going through the teenage years and it was difficult, uh, 
how do you relate to that now when you look back at it and say, yes, you, got you know, it. That, I got that's it. Where <laughs> I, raised, I came I back. You were going. I'm literally raising <laughs> my hand ding, ding, like, ding, yes, yeah. pick on me. Call me. I got it. Put me so, in coach. Yes. So when you think about, okay, when your kids, you're in a, you're in a valley season, your kids are, are trying to find themselves. They're trying to grow up. And then as moms, we have this tendency to try to change along with them. Like, like mm. mirror their, not mirror their behavior, but they're trying to figure it out. So then we kind of freak out ourselves and try to twist and turn and figure it out. And really what I've learned in those valley times, just what you're saying, it doesn't stay the same. I, I learned to realize I am not 15. I am not 16. I'm not trying to find myself. I am the steady here. Mm. And just because they're not coming alongside me, seeing that and, and, and honoring that and respecting that, acknowledging it, I don't have to try to wig out and change. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same way that that our Heavenly Father does not change with the shifting shadows. Is that what it says? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know the address. We're yeah. looking at Pam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're looking at Pam like, is that right, <laughs> well, Rabbi? We don't, we're not exactly sure. <laughs> no. but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, God doesn't change when we get squirrely. Mm-hmm. We don't have to change when our kids get squirrely. Just mm-hmm. stay, stay steady. steady. Yes, because in because when those thousand days are over and Mm -hmm. obviously that's a metaphorical Mm -hmm. thousand days when that's over, you know, you know, I know Mm -hmm. they actually do come back and say, thank Thank you for just being steady. Yeah. And you're like, it's amazing. You didn't actually see me unraveling. But yes. And I just want to say, stay steady in Christ. Yes. That's the only place to stay steady. Trust me. Yes. There's no don't. That's the only place to stay steady. That right. will benefit you in the future. What do you think that like looks like for you, Pam, to stay steady in Christ? Uh, in my season of life, I am aware with with uh, adult children that they still need a positive influence. Like um, they still need it. I don't care if they have their own children. Staying steady means I still have a responsibility to them, and I will until I take my last breath that um, to be a positive influence and to greet them in a way that is positive, maybe just a little cliche I say to them or something, but I'm very aware of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good stuff. I'd I'd like to say something about that. To stay steady, now I, I did not make this up, but I fully agree with it. My friend Robin Meadows has always encouraged me, don't take it personal. Mm -hmm. Like whatever your kids are doing, don't take that personal. Yes. It isn't personal. Mm-hmm. They are 15, 16, 17, however old, sorry, however old they are trying to figure out life. Their behavior or their aversion to whatever it is I'm talking about is not personal to me. So if I can kind of take a step back and just recognize we are just in a season where it's bumpy right now and their words are not personal to me or their behavior is not personal to me, then I can remain a little bit more objective and a little bit more... Um, just big picture. And I can keep the end in mind. I can know where I want to be at the end of this season without coming alongside on their crazy bus. Yes. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like as oh, a parent, sure. like I take, you know, you take it so personal mm-hmm. because they are so personal to you. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I sent uh, my son, I won't name him on this one. And <laughs> I was pumping gas and I said, go uh, get a, go in and get a drink. And I, he knew we, we do this every time before a certain practice. Again, I won't say because then we'll out <laughs> Don't him. give it away. Um, 
And he knew what I always got, and he always go with the same thing before we go to this practice. And he comes out with just a drink for him. And I'm so embarrassed to tell you, my feelings were so hurt. Like, I uh-huh. almost cried. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I kind of reamed him of, like, that was so selfish. And he's like, oh, you didn't tell me to get you one. And I remember, like, the whole way there, I didn't speak to him. And I was just like, <laughs> he used my card you know and I was having this like moment and I was so offended and then I also thought oh my gosh I'm raising a selfish little man <laughs> it was the most horrible thing in that moment to be and on the way home I was just like I'm I took that so personally yeah. and he had already forgotten about it he was like oh you're still thinking about the drink like yeah. let's yeah. go get you one and yeah. I was like <laughs> so um we're going again tonight and I'm gonna test him and see if he learned the lesson. He if not I'm not gonna be offended I'm just if gonna not, be like gonna he's be nice. just yes or yeah. you could say, hey, little unnamed person, remember that when you get a drink inside, I'd like something too. So I'm going to ask you to be real mindful and honor me see, by getting me a you're drink. you're better than me. I was just mm-hmm. going to be petty and see if he learned a lesson. <laughs> well, you need more boys at your house. <laughs> Girl, I have four. I have four. <laughs> she has enough. Okay, Kim, let's talk about the next season, uh, which I would like to call the valley, which are the hard times. And what have you what have you learned during those seasons about myself personally? Sure. Here's the great thing. When you go through enough of these and you will, whether it's with kids or other adults or whatever it is, you go through enough highs and lows. You get to a point in life when you're in a valley and you know, you know, without a doubt that this is temporary and you know that God is faithful and so even walking through hard things doesn't change the the weight of what you feel I don't Pam are you tracking with me on Mm -hmm. this it doesn't change the weight of of that heaviness of the hard thing that you're dealing with but you have this supernatural assurance Mm -hmm. that he is near and that he sees you and that it doesn't stay this way you know it comes to an end or you know I don't know. I approach hard things with such a different outlook than I used to. I used to really approach things like, oh, why is the Lord doing Mm -hmm. this to me? And it's all about me and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then really in this season of life, when hard things come along, now I hate them. Let me just preface it by Mm -hmm. saying I hate them. Mm -hmm. But when they do happen, I'm very mindful that people are watching me. My family is watching me. My children are watching me. People that maybe I've mentored are watching me like it's not just about me Mm. it's about knowing that the Lord is growing me in some way and that hard things are supposed to happen in life your outlook changes does it get easier Mm, no it just kind of gets different but you get better at it Mm -hmm. and moms I want you to know too that that during that time if you're in that season now um, I, I just want you to know that that it's a necessary season and you're going well I don't like that but it is necessary because God allows it. God allows the pain and suffering as hard as it is. And like Kim said, and I can both say and Mel too, that, that the thing that caused me to be desperate and press into God was going through that difficult season as a single mother and having kids. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, it will pass, but just know that something good is going to come from it. I'm just, Kim and I would all say, yeah. just press into God and just wait it out. Right? And don't waste it. Yes. Like, don't waste a season yes. of suffering. Suffering mm-hmm. has its purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, desperation has its purpose, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Don't waste it. Sure. So something's hard. Like, seek him more. Throw yourself at his feet. Don't waste it by chasing things. Yes. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. sometimes that valley just becomes a part of the landscape of your life. I'm yes. thinking of maybe um, it's not a season. Maybe there's a listener who has lost a child or there's something that's happened that yeah. isn't just seasonal. And I loved what you said that it do- that it doesn't get better. It gets different or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will always, I said to myself and I will say to my friends, like it might not get easier, but you can get better. Yes. yes. So if this isn't changing, like, and it isn't getting easier, you can get better through this. Um, And I just, I've always thought that that, for me, I would ask myself, like, what do I need to do? If I can't change this season, what do I need to do to get better then? Yes, I love that. And moms don't hesitate to get a mentor or somebody to that you can call on to give you advice and how to navigate through some of these seasons. Don't hesitate to do that. But let's talk about our kids and their seasons. So, How do you navigate seasons with them? Yeah, because you might be having, Kim, you might be having this valley moment with your child, Mm -hmm. but they're like on top of the mountain (laughs) having the best time of their life. Or or the other way around. Right. So what if they're having a hard time? I I kind of went through this this year. I have a kid who started a brand new school. He'd been homeschooled. And then this year he went to school. And there were some really hard things about it. It's hard to break into a friend group when they've been together since second grade. You know, yeah. and here you are in eighth grade and you're trying to break into it. So I've watched him do some hard things and I've watched him struggle and maybe have his own, you know, hard season where it's not hard for me. But because I've walked similar roads or I've, I've, I've done a lot of life with the Lord, it has been good to come alongside him and say to him, hey, kid who won't be named, I see you. I see you doing hard things. Let me let me. Let me see what, let me tell you what I see in you and encourage him in the good things and help him make sense of it a little bit. And not, I don't say to them, hey, it's all going to be better next year. You know, I don't paint those rosy pictures mm-hmm. because we all know, we've all heard those thoughts. You can't change people. You know, like right. you, we can't control any of that. But to walk alongside a child and validate them and let them know, I see you. Don't punish them for having a bad season because that's normal, walk alongside them and encourage them and, and kind of love them where they are. And I don't let them stay in their little pity party, but I do, I do say to him, I see you. I see you doing hard things. Mm-hmm. But here's what else I see. I see you doing brave things. I see you pushing through. And I see, you, I see God building character in you. Mm-hmm. you know, and you, I, don't, I don't know. Like that's, has seemed to, that has seemed to be a good hold a kid's hand through a hard season. And I, I learned to ask good questions mm-hmm. and I don't, I mean, to my older kids in particular, you know, I, I ask good questions. I don't tell them what I think they need to hear. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that built a lot of character for him. I have a friend who used to say uh, that she would pray that her kids would go through hard times while they lived at home with Absolutely. her because they're going to go through hard times. So mm-hmm. she's like, I want them to get their heart broken. I want them to fail before they go to college. Like Mm -hmm. I would pray this over them. And so for him to get to experience that when he gets to come home to you and not Mm -hmm. just some dodo roommate that he lives with is so incredible. Well, because you also get to say, hey, 
now you know what that feels like to be a little bit on the fringe and to be the new mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here's, you know, here's how God can use this in you. And like speaking those things over our kids, speaking that so that when those things present themselves, those dots are already connected. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's good stuff. Um, I do like that. You know, uh, what would you say, um, what would you say to the mom that can't see past this hard season? Well, I want to say to the listener that's in a hard season, I know these are primarily single mothers that are listening. I see you. I've been you. I've been a single mom and you think, I don't know how I'm going to get past this. And I'm going to wake up the next morning and I'm going to try to put all the puzzle pieces together, whatever the circumstances are that led you to be a single mother or in a hard season. And the encouragement is that nothing stays the same. Mm -hmm. Nothing stays the same. Our pain gets a little easier to bear. God grows us. His, his, His mercy and his faithfulness is near to us, and our perspective changes on things. I mean, I think that's what I would say is just stay the course. Yeah. Be at his feet. And it sounds like real Sunday. I almost hate to say things like mm-hmm. that. They sound like real Sunday school answers. But the truth is there is nothing short of, of a full surrender to him that changes things. There's, there's, not, there's nothing, there's no substitute mm-hmm. for, do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, there's there's no. no substitute for walking with him. And for knowing him and being immersed in his word, there, there is, there's just no substitute. So if you're in a hard season, as, um, as simple as it sounds, I would say just be with him. Mm-hmm. I exactly. I mean, that's all I, that's that's all I have. That's all I know. Yes. Well, that's the most important thing we've talked about the whole time is that as, you know, I'm thinking if I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, and this is, you need strength during this time, you need strength to stay strong, you need strength to be an influencer, to empower your kids. What Kim was talking about was empowering mm-hmm. her child in this difficult situation, a different way to think about it, a different way to, to look at it, and I'm sure he put that in his little brain and went to school, and he thought about those things. Yeah. and became more sensitive to other kids because of it. I mean, I think when you're when you're in that season, like when I'm in a hard season, I say to myself, because, you know, it kind of the th- theory of a thousand days <laughs> sort of is a joke, but sort of like it sort of brings me a little comfort. <laughs> you're like 999. I can be in a season and I can say, Kim, nothing stays the same. I mean, there's a real good chance that in few months this is all going to look different and and moms don't we want to model for our kids what it looks like to suffer well Mm, yeah I mean I do I look at my own mom she has suffered well if I don't do it for myself I want my boys to say when things get hard I remember my mom's done really hard things and she has really suffered well and that brings a lot of comfort to to our children, yeah, you know, is it hard? Oh, yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of tears, a whole yes. lot of ugly, ugly yeah. cry mm-hmm. tears. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go back to myself in that season when I, especially when I first became a single mom and I was sort of wishing all of it away. Like if this could just go away, everything oh, yeah. would be fine. I wish I could go back to that season and ask myself to just pay attention to me for mm-hmm. a moment. I remember I was just so consumed with 
my boys and how they were going to be and if they were hurting. And I was so consumed with that other person, with what they were doing and what they had done that I'm not sure I realized how hurt I was or how unhealthy or any of this. I just wasn't paying attention to myself. Yeah. And I wish that somebody would have set me down and said, you know, what are you doing for you spiritually? What are you doing for you mentally? I was just, you know, I was so consumed by the season and it really, it had everything to do with me, but I was not paying attention yeah. to me at all. And I think that made me even crazier. Mm-hmm. You know, moms, I just want to say, ultimately there's going to come a day when your kids are grown and gone. And there was a time when I thought, yay, you know, um, <laughs> Oh, I, we're not supposed agree? to think that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you say, yeah, how many, <laughs> yes. how many more thousand yeah. days until they leave? <laughs> Bye-bye. You know? But, but there will come a day and they will get married. Likely they will have, you'll have grandchildren likely. And you are standing there with a whole new role. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with yourself? Are you going to look in the mirror and say, I don't even know who you are. I don't have a purpose anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm so lonely because my kids don't need me anymore. Or, or are you going to prepare for that day to begin today to invest in yourself, invest in what God has for you because you have a life beyond your children. You know, I didn't start a rise ministries until my children were gone This ministry, 20-year-old plus ministry, did not even start until my children were gone, that God had a plan. And God has a plan for you. So, you know, feed yourself, pamper yourself, do what is healthy for you because God wants to use you beyond the realm of your motherhood season with them at home. And trust me, you will continue to to live in the motherhood role for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So learn see, learn what you need to now so that when that day comes, they can turn to you for advice and turn to you for influence and turn to you for answers because you have nurtured it, Kim and yes. Mel, every thousand days, the next thousand days, the next thousand days. So you have a role to play now and embrace it. Don't waste the time. Yeah. You know, before I close, do either one of you have anything else you want to add real quick to this conversation? Don't literally mark a thousand days off. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh. They're going to be mad at you at like a thousand Yeah, they'll be like, she said. No, just like, that's it's, right. It's a metaphor. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no. Well, listen, I just want to say in closing, it just reminds me of something I've said before, and it came to my mind that, first of all, I want to say real quick that Ecclesiastes, I want to put a scripture in this in this podcast that Ecclesiastes 3 is talks about there's a time for everything. Let me read. There's 14 of them. Let me just read three or for there is a time to destroy and a time to construct. Now is a time to construct wellness in your soul. There's a time to cry and a time to laugh. Moms, lighten up and laugh a little bit. Um, there's a time to embrace and another to part. Uh, that will come later, so embrace your now. There is a time to um, to search and another time to count your losses. You may be counting your losses. Fine, this is a time to do that. But it will, it will pass, and there's a time to hold on and a time to let go. There will come a time that you will have to let go. I want you to envision yourself uh, on the top of a building looking down at a parade. I've said this before, and there's a lot of floats in that parade. This is your parade. This is God's story for you. It's your parade. You may be on float three, and it's horrible. You do not like this float. You didn't ask for this float. You can't fix, change, or reverse this float. And you don't like this float. Um, 
you have no idea what float four will be or float five or six or seven, but God has put together your story, your, your, your float, your parade, and you need to just live it well, whatever float you're on, because like Kim has said so well, life rotates in season, mm -hmm. so single moms live it well. Thank you.